Good morning. It's good to be with you today as we continue to stay connected remotely. Let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I ask you to silently confess your sin in the presence of God. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you hold together all things in heaven and on earth. In your great mercy, receive the prayers of all your children and give to all the world the spirit of your truth and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from Acts. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship is unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence, and made the boundaries of the places where they live, so they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Our gospel today 
is from John. Glory to you, O Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you in a little while. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have made my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In our reading from Acts, we have Paul in the city of Athens. Athens was an important Greek city, which was the center for art, culture, and philosophy. It even had the leading university in Paul's day. I'm sure Paul was looking forward to some stimulating conversations with the scholars and religious leaders. However, while Paul was wandering through the city, he became upset. Everywhere he looked, he saw idols. Paul took it upon himself to go to the synagogue, to the marketplace, and anywhere else prominent religious leaders and other devout persons may be, to argue against these idols and to try to get them to understand what Jesus had to offer them through his death and resurrection. This upset and confused the people, so they took him to the Areopagus to be brought before the council. This is the place where matters of religion and morals were discussed, and this is where our reading begins. Paul was a man who knew how to begin a conversation. Instead of attacking them for all the idols he had seen, he compliments them on how religious they were. As he put it, you are religious in every way. Paul knew how to get people's attention. And now that he had their attention, he could talk about Jesus. He began by talking about God, who made the world and everything in it. None of these people were going to dispute the existence of God. Now he could slip in the use of idols into the conversation. He said to them, since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone. He tells them that it is not right to form an image of God out of the imagination of the human mind. God is too great for that. God is calling everyone to repent because of our ignorance. Paul tells them that they should heed God's words because he will be sending someone and that someone he was referring to was Jesus. Jesus was going to be coming to judge the world in righteousness. Now, he may have seen some of the people looking at him with puzzled expressions. So he goes on to say that we know what God is telling us about this person coming to judge us because God raised him from the dead. 
He looks out at the people, hoping they are connecting to what he is saying about the Savior, Jesus Christ. They knew about Jesus, but unfortunately, by what Paul had seen in the city, they were refusing to believe in the good news. I am not sure if Paul considered his time in Athens a success. When they heard what he had to say, they were still refusing to believe. At least some of them were refusing to believe him. A few others did offer to have him come back and tell him more. But Paul had other business to do, so he left Athens. Now, the good news is there were some that day who put their trust in Paul's words and joined him as he left. His time there was well spent, even though he may have hoped for more converts. Out of our reading today, the most important words Paul spoke in Athens that are ones that we need to hear now were, God does not live in shrines made by human hands. God does not live in shrines made by human hands. As you listen to me today, you are not at faith or our saviors. You are not in the church made by human hands, but you are with God. I think sometimes we forget that God is not confined to a church building. When we had to cancel in-person worship, we felt a loss. Even for the short time I had been with you, it was very hard to know that I was not going to see all of you for a while. When the doors of the sanctuary closed, God was not on the inside looking out. God was with all of us, looking in and longing for the time that we could be together again. God feels the pain of the loss of community. God understands our desire to be together, to sing, to listen, to share the body and blood of Jesus Christ. But God also understands the need to be cautious. Before Jesus left his disciples, he said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. A big part of living out the commandments is to love one another. And we can show that love by keeping our distance until we know it will be safe to gather again. When Jesus left, he did not leave us alone. We have all been given the power of the Holy Spirit in our baptisms. It is the Spirit who can give us the strength to support each other, even at a distance. It is the Spirit who can meet us in our darkest moments and advocate for us. When the Spirit is working in us, God is working in us. There is a big difference between being alone and being lonely. We are alone these days, away from some of our family, away from our friends, away from our church. But the Spirit is working in us to keep us from being lonely. It is God's love for us that can sustain us until we can be together again. God sent us Jesus to teach us how to love God and love each other. Then he died for our sins and rose from the grave to give us the promise of eternal life. How much more love do you need than that? Yet God was not done with us. He made sure when Jesus left 
we would not be alone. We all have the Spirit blowing through our lives every day. What are the Spirit-filled moments you've had this week? A phone call from a friend? A letter in the mail? A thought that may just have popped into your mind of a time you had forgotten that put a smile on your face. The Spirit comes in different ways to different people, but will never leave us alone. God does not live in shrines made by human hands, but wherever we are and is where God is, and we can see evidence of God's work through the Holy Spirit. You may be alone, but don't let yourselves get lonely. Let the Spirit work in your life and watch your blessings multiply. Amen. Let us join together in the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose and again, in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your goodness to us and to all that you have made. We praise you for your creation, for keeping us and all things in your care, and for the blessings of life. We pray that you will be with all who suffer in any way, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. May they feel your presence in their lives. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.